Hello, valued listeners. Welcome back to Take to Take, episode 11. My name is Luke Burroughs, joined by Nicholas Robinson and Patrick Talon, who's given me a big thumbs up. I think that means the live stream's going, so no embarrassments like last week, eh, Pat? Yeah, so breaking what? news, another thing, Landeskog uh, out indefinitely. We are going to start today um, with the Milan Lucic thing. Suspended for two games. Uh, we'll just cover this briefly because I know it, it grinds my gears a little bit. I hope it grinds your gears. I don't think anyone in here would uh, want to defend Milan Lucic. But uh, suspended two games for... I don't. I mean, it was it was labeled as roughing, uh, roughing Cole Sherwood, but I wouldn't call it roughing. Uh, I'd I'd call it suspended for just bad guy move. Uh, to put it in a non-profane way, suspended for being a jerk. Two games. What are your thoughts? Just uh, hang on a sec there, Pat. <laughs> His audio levels are good. Oh, I turned on the wrong mic. All right, go ahead, Pat. I don't remember the guy's name who was on the receiving end. Who got, who got even hurt there? Cole Sherwood. Cole Sherwood. Yes, I think if he had been injured uh, more than just what had happened, then the suspension might have been a little bit longer, but that's just kind of the way the league does things. What bothers me is uh, that what Sherwood did, I mean – he kind of he kind of jabbed after the play, uh, like it was obviously covered. But yeah, also don't do that. Like okay, that's yeah, also a thing you don't need to do. Okay, yeah, but, but it, you don't need to be punched it, in the no, head. No, I'm not. With but it not does. It does happen. Like it happens all the time. And usually, what comes out of it is a scrum after the play. Maybe some guys rolling around on the ice, but like Lucic came flying in and walloped him in the face. Yeah, I'm not, it's not an excuse of okay, Lucic's behavior. Okay, you need defending Lucic. <laughs> it's not an excuse of his behavior. We don't defend Milan Lucic on this show, Pat. At the same time, you know after a play, after it's blown dead, that if you go up the goalie like that... No, yeah. I, that that's, yeah. You know, there's going to be some backlash, so... I, I would agree. I just, I think, a little bit overboard from Lucic. Anyways, you got this. What do you guys think of two games? Uh, for me, not enough. Yeah, not enough. Should have been suspended more. I think the league really needs to throw down a hammer when stuff like this happens, because I well, can this guarantee is just you, stupid. Like I, I, I can guarantee you, Milan Lucic can do something like this again. Like his new role for the Flames here, I like. I don't know. He's like thug now, and I yeah. don't really like it. They're using well, this as like an excuse. Hey, like the the James Neal trade's not that bad because while well, Neal's got like twelve goals yeah. in uh, Edmonton. You know, Milan Lucic is getting suspended and sticking up for his teammates and uh, character, you know, big character, character guy. and his, that makes the grit, trade good. His grip per sixty is off the charts right now. Yes, that that's what makes the trade good, and it's not weird that Edmonton is like <laughs> way above them in the standings right now. And regardless of the fact if the whistle blew after uh, after the jab, it doesn't matter if you're playing hockey and the goalie covers the puck, like in like the player has the best view of what's happening. So if you see the goalie with his glove clearly over the puck, you know not to jab at it. Like sure the whistle hasn't gone, but you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything by by just jabbing at a covered puck. Anyways, enough of that. Let's move what on for us? to I mean a little a little bit of a new segment. We don't know if it's gonna stick around, <clears throat> but 
Three stars of the week from Luke, Patrick, and Nick. We're going to go through, no, mine, although mine is a bit uh, longer than the past week, but three players that we think um, really outdone themselves in the past seven days. Let's start with Patrick. David Pasternak, 14 goals, 15 assists. He has 29 points in 14 games. Uh, Dmitry Filipovich tweeted last night, uh, he is now tied for 15th in the league in power play goals this season with Calgary, Minnesota, Florida, Tampa, and Arizona, um, which is pretty funny. That line, uh, just that line as a whole, um, they have 72, 72 points in 14 games. Uh, I don't know. It's just unbelievable. He's so fun to watch. Um, so yeah. Uh, who does Montreal play tonight? Uh, they play that team. Boston. So that will be fun to watch. You are right. Uh, yeah, that's going to okay. be good. I'm yep. looking forward to that. Right. Don't throw your computer pack. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nick. My star of the week is Andrei Svechnikov, because Andrei Svechnikov introduced the NHL to the Michigan move. Yeah, but he only copied uh, Hoglander, so I mean, whatever. Okay, but first guy in the NHL to do it, and already look at what a door this is open to beautiful goals in the NHL. Okay, wait, can we talk about... Yeah, I agree. Uh you can we talk this to Matthew Kachuk school? I'm well, not. Hold on, I'm not going to compare. Let me finish it. my okay, Andrei Svechnikov. I'm. I'm explaining. This guy is my star of the week. Okay, you have 20 minutes. Look, Go. Look at the effect he's going to have now on beautiful goals in the league, and he's already had it. This is going to open the door to so many guys going to try the Michigan move now. Like I know Matthews, Austin Matthews has, Matthews tried has it. been. You oh. see him skate behind the net. He's going to do he, it. Give it. Give it two weeks. He has and his Austin blade, and then he and then he chickens out and will like skate around, and then I don't know. Yeah, Matthews will do it. He'll do it. Um, I want to talk about, yeah, I wasn't planning on this, but I want to talk about Kachuk's goal. That was maybe the best goal I've ever seen. That was better than yeah. the Michigan ever. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I mean, ever. That was, I think, I, I'm not saying it's an underrated goal. Like, I think people understand what, like, how tricky that is to pull off. But even then. Ever? Ever. Like, Think really? about that. We I, all mm. we all play hockey in here. The through the legs goal, it's impressive. Like when someone does through the legs, it's really impressive, obviously. But it it happens a few times a year, right? Pasternak just did it. Um, but for Kachuk to to come in like that, flying in off the wing, and then it comes out to him, and just in a pinch puts it between his legs, and he gets off a good shot. Like it's not like it's not like the goalie was kind of flustered and it went in off a fluke. Like he he kind of roofed that thing. Not to mention it was a buzzer beater in yeah. overtime. Like, like the, that's what makes it like that much more crazy. Like I don't think we're sitting here like absolutely raving about this the way they are. Although it was a sick goal, I like it was a buzzer beater in yeah. overtime. Like that is like the highest of stakes, the craziest I, time yeah, of the game yeah. to try and pull that off. So I don't know if the huge go- respect. <clears throat> Not to take it. I don't think it's like the most amazing of like ever seen ever. I I, I would, I think I would so. put Ovechkin's against uh, Phoenix. That weird, and, uh, yeah. Falling. Just how he turned to get that on his back and put it. But behind see him that unbelievable. that kind of goal, it's it take like it's a lot of it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of dedication to the play. But I mean, I might get flamed for this, but how much skill is involved there? Well, I feel like you could put that both ways. I don't know. I no. You could argue that Kachuk's was also kind of fluky just because he put it through his legs because no, it was just so quick. He came in so fast. He made that yeah. decision so fast. And the shot, it was a decent shot. Yeah, it was a good shot. 
Ovechkin fell like he yeah. So are you putting that up to not skill that Ovechkin goal? No, I think I'm, Ovechkin's was pure skill. The f- how he t- I'm just saying if that, he, that, that to me is the best goal of all time. If yeah. he made that so, play, yeah. if Ovechkin made that play, did the exact same thing, but it hit the side of the net. It's like okay, that that would have been cool if it went in, but like obviously it didn't. But it did go in. The goalie, I don't even who is it? I don't know who's in net, but it. The goalie wasn't pr- like it was a sliding puck, right? The goalie could have stopped it. He had no goalie to beat. Yeah, he, but it's dude, like one of those things, right? Nobody would have ever in the world expected him to get a shot off there. Like it was hardly a shot. I don't, it was a, it was an amazing but goal. But just how he turned from getting brought down. I see if we can pull it up. Actually. No, I like I pull, yeah, I don't know. Pull it up. All right, pull it up. We'll pull it up. I just think I think there's so much more skill involved with Kachuk. We'll, we'll look at both. I think Ovechkin. I think was... both take a reasonable amount of luck. But like to me, like the absolute will to score on the Ovechkin goal. Right. Is I don't know. Like, I'd like to ask Kachuk if he placed that shot or if he just I, like went screen, in and yeah. got okay. a shot off. We're taking a look at it now. Um, Kachuk. I mean, it's not. Oh. I'm, is everyone taking a look at it? Or uh, well, people no, we're just watching. Yeah. How Here's he it. gets the puck behind him oh and brings the. St- I don't know. Hold on. How it, do it, I? It what do I look up like for that goal? It's on my. The way It's on my Twitter. I don't follow you on Twitter. Okay. Right now. Like the way his blade was when he takes what, the what shot, I, he shouldn't be getting a shot off. Just on oh, Twitter. Ovechkin's incredible goal! Well, I got it. We wow, just turn the this looks like it's from forever ago. Two thousand six. Well, Wayne Gretzky's the coach of Phoenix <laughs> okay. back then. So okay, no, we'll get one more look at the replay because that shows, and then we'll go to the Kachuk goal because it's worth okay. taking a look at. Okay, looking at the replay now, it's a bit. Do, to do, it it happens it. a lot faster than I thought it did, so that's that makes it. It also significantly just how do you do that with your? I don't know. Look at look at how his blade is when he takes this though. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, definitely, he, he, you shouldn't yeah. be getting definitely dislocated at least two of his shoulders. That's okay. crazy. I'll okay. throw up. I'll throw up the. Uh, yeah, we're gonna throw up the, the Matthew uh, Kachuk, and Matthew then we'll move Kachuk on because one. some people can't actually see; they're just listening. So, um, well, if you're just listening, why are you even listening? Go watch the live stream. Okay, all right, it's up. We'll take a look at this one. Like let's like, just the time look how the, fast the he comes in. With, he's, he didn't come in that oh fast, but it was still it's still beautiful. I feel he like, did come in fast. Look at he he comes in, gets the rebound. It's not a pass. He had not ready for it, and like God, he he beat the goalie, which is I'm sure he wasn't expecting that. But I feel like the problem when you compare like it's like when you compare two players saying like A is better than B, it just feel like someone's taking something away from. B or whatever. It's just they're both good. They can both be appreciated. They're good in different ways. Kachuk yeah. is better. The Ovechkin that's... one's still the best one I've ever seen, but the Kachuk one's yeah. like that. That's top five, top ten. Like okay. that, that. That one's okay. insane. Um, okay, no more YouTube. My star of the week is Drysaddle. I don't. I don't. I'm Leon. Kind of, I'm kind of oh, yeah, Leon, not the other one. Uh, kind of over at this point, but ten points. And I know it's five games is a bit more than a week, but ten points in five games is pretty impressive. Two, uh, two three point games. He's he's pretty good. I guess I can say now. Uh, maybe he's not just surviving off of McDavid. Yeah, uh, it's crazy to me that people still think that. Yeah, I mean, yep. who would have thought? Like dummies. <laughs> um. Anyways, let's get into. Actually, no. First, so we were just uh, we were just kicking it out in the RCC <laughs> lobby here before the show, and I was on Instagram, um, and I came across an NHL player poll posted by TSN underscore official. And it is 50 anonymous NHL players polled. Which road city do you dread the most? Winnipeg, 42%. Buffalo, 34%. Edmonton, 10%. Calgary, 4%. Ottawa, 4%. Carolina, 4%. Columbus, 2%. 
That's interesting. Uh, Nick, Ottawa's on there. I know you said it's probably because of the location of their arena. Yeah, the players sort of stay in the city, and then the arena's probably a little bit of a hop, skip, and a jump away. But we Win- Winnipeg, for me, being number one's no surprise. Yeah, Weather's cold. crap. Uh, the arena is very difficult to play in. Yeah, yeah. There's no surprise that, to me. Yeah. Really, how much of Wait, how much did Edmonton have? Well, here's the thing about what you. Uh, sorry, ten uh, percent. Here's the thing about what you said, Nick. The arena is difficult to play in. I'm. I feel like this is more of just the city, not yeah. The yeah. city itself. I feel. What was Edmonton? It, it has to be because Patrick, if 10%. Edmonton's at ten percent, they just built Rogers Place like three years That's ago. Such a nice and arena. it is a nice. world class arena. I there was another player pulled today. Um, I forget who did it. Somebody at ESPN did it, and it was talking about like the best visiting dressing rooms. And they interviewed players, and Edmonton, I think, was number one. Like, it, it, oh, it, that's it looks like a world class arena. So, oh. yeah. Too bad I don't have any world class players, but Connor McDavid, Leandre Settle. Oh, right, Leandre Settle. You're right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Uh, but okay, let's uh, let's move on to probably our biggest segment of the show so i don't know how to explain this i had trouble communicating with patrick and nick about this idea over text but essentially we are selecting the top players for each position on our respective teams since 2010 does that make sense can we start at 2009 sure man i it's, I, I assume Actually, you I'd did like to do that too because okay, i have uh, yeah, okay. our roster all right sweet so we have a uh, obviously center two wingers two defense and a goalie um, I've actually forgotten to do a goalie, but I mean, I know who I'm going to do. It's a layup for you. Uh, Thatcher Demko, you're right. Um, no, but so okay. we're going to go each position. We'll, yeah. Should we start with goalies, let's, defense, and then build our way up? Sure. Let's start with goalies. I'm just going to find my year. So, Pat, why don't you go ahead with Montreal? J- just no. a reminder, Pat's doing Montreal. Luke is going to do Vancouver. I'm yes. going to do Ottawa. We're <clears> picking <throat> a player that's represented our team in the past decade. So sorry, like yes. teams of the decade. Okay, so goalie, uh, no-brainer, 2014, Carey Price, 933 save percentage, 1.96 goals against. He won the heart, the Vesna, the Ted Lindsay, and a share of the Jennings Trophy with Corey Crawford. Uh, that is my starting goalie. No question. Wait, sorry. What, what was that last point about the Jennings Trophy? He won a share of the Jennings with Corey Crawford. Oh, like it was so a So the Habs and the Blackhawks co- split it. Yeah. It was a co-win? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Nick? That was very quick, Pat. My goalie, uh, 2016-17 version of Craig Anderson, uh, sort of the only goalie Ottawa's really had in the past decade. Best franchise goalie of all time, no question. 2016-17 obviously was that big emotional year where his wife Nicole was diagnosed with cancer, and the Sun sort of used it as a rallying point. Craig Anderson had a 926 save percentage. He was fantastic that year. Took us all the way to one goal away from the Stanley Cup final. Not much more left to say about it. Great goalie. I still... Where was everyone during that uh, overtime against Pittsburgh? I was in the car. I was in my living room and very quickly up in my bed crying. That was that was a very exciting... It was. I, uh, yeah. I, I was still, actually... I, I was at a hotel in Toronto. I still rank that I was in one. Toronto too. That's so weird. And we didn't know each other. We didn't hang out. Which, well, we, we didn't know each other. I, so. You should have come over. Yeah, have watched it I still rank that game itself as one of the most insane games I've ever watched in my life. Just because the way Pittsburgh went up twice. But, and if you look at it back, Ottawa scored a minute after them each time. And it was like Ottawa's best players came to play in that game. And 
to me like but that, you just knew watch like you just oh, had a sense as, as that the overtime went on i just knew it was either ottawa was going to get one chance they were going to score and the internet was going to blow up because it's oh my god ottawa's terrible they just needed one chance and they got lucky but I, as it went on you could tell because like craig anderson was just holding them in it right pittsburgh hit like three crossbars or something what i love time. about that game i remember i was driving down to toronto that day and i was just um, listening to the radio and stuff all over Twitter, Instagram, it was just all about the sends and what it would mean. And I also remember that when Vancouver was in the finals in 2011. And I just, I think that stuff is so fun. But um, a little off topic. My goalie yeah. for <laughs> Vancouver is, you're going to notice I have a lot of 10 11 players, but I have 2010 2011 Bobbert Luongo. Um, again, <laughs> not, not playoffs, though. I, let's just pretend his playoff performance never happened. But uh, regular season nine twenty eight save percentage ten eleven was that the cup final year? Yes, it was. What, was he bad in the playoffs? Yeah, against Boston, right? Just pretty much against well, Boston. Well, it was a little. Seven. It was a little flip floppy in round one versus Chicago, but right. Um, but I don't. I don't like. I don't like remembering that Boston series at all. Man, it was just, I. I do look stupid, back on like that like early twenty tens Vancouver team and those series they had with Chicago were like yeah. some of the best hockey you could ever watch. Like that era, like that growing up era of hockey for me, all I think of is Chicago Vancouver, uh Chicago Detroit, Vancouver LA played a few times. Like there's some yeah. good series there. Okay. Very true. Uh everybody's lefty. Two thousand nine, Andre Markov, sixty four points in seventy eight games. Uh Unbelievable playmaker, really smart defenseman. Uh, one of my favorites growing up, so I'd stick with him. Okay, uh, mine's a bit weird, and you guys are going to laugh at this a lot. It's the 2014-15 Patrick Weirkosh. He was part of that Ottawa run to Yikes. where they made uh, the playoffs with the Hamburglar. Uh, obviously, it hurts not to pick somebody like Mark Mathot or Sergei Gonchar, who hadn't been there, but uh, analytically, Patrick Weirkosh was one of the like literally most underrated D in the NHL that year. And he was super duper solid and was very good in the playoffs too, before Ottawa was eliminated. So I just have fond memories of Patrick Weirkosh. So I'm going to put him, him in my him. team. He's with, yeah, he was in Vancouver, like, right? He, he, he had a never, stop. never played with Utica though. Wasn't good enough to play for Vancouver, but uh, yes, yeah. he was, but he had Jim Benning just didn't play him. 37 points in 58 games with Utica. Uh, he also played in, Colorado was that no never mind um your lefty lefty mine uh, Vancouver's kind of unfortunate I had a lot of lefty to choose from not very many right D my lefty is again 10-11 Christian Erhoff nice good only, player only played two seasons with the Canucks but um like, I mean everyone was going off in 10-11 but 50 points in uh, I believe 79 games in 2010-2011 and I mean, I had Alex Adler to choose from. Um, I'm not, I'm obviously, it'd be totally insane to choose uh, Hughes, so I won't ever do that. But yeah, 2010, 2011. He'll be Christian, on there for next decade. Uh, yeah. When, when we're, we're doing when this we're show doing this in this room now, at this school yeah. in a decade from now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, right D is Pat. 2014 P.K. Subban. I didn't go with 2013, even though he won the Norris that year. Um, <clears throat> he had a few more points in 2014, and 2014 was that uh, playoff run uh, when they swept Tampa, beat Boston in seven, um, and then the one against the Rangers. He was the driving force of Montreal's offense. Um, really fun to watch, so yeah. 
2014 Subban. He was very good. He was very playoffs. good. Yeah. All right. Uh, can you guys guess who I'm going to pick no. for my right D? Uh, it's the 2015-16 no. Eric Carlson. Uh, although the 2016-17 playoffs would be like a cop-out answer because, man, he was good. Uh, the 2015, I went for like a full season play. Who 2015, won the 16. That, that was the doubty year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was going to get to that. Okay, he had sorry. 82 points in 82 games that year. Uh, how he did not win the Norris beyond me. If Ottawa made the playoffs that year, uh, I had to have imagined he would have been up there for the Hart Trophy as well. But yeah, that's that one's a layup. You could, I could have picked like from eight different Carlson years. Like either one is acceptable answer, but. 2015-16, I think, is the best season I've seen him play. Okay, well, let me let me fire back at you with 2011-2012 Kevin Bieksa for my <laughs> right defenseman. Again, I didn't have a whole lot Such to choose from. I Is it, though? Like, I don't know. I think Bieksa might be better than Carlson. But, um, All right. Okay, man. <laughs> I... I I didn't, I mean, he only had, I shouldn't say only, he had 44 points, but he's just, he's such a fun guy. Like, who wouldn't want him on his team? I really hope he comes back to Vancouver as a personality. Um, so I, I, I mostly chose him for his locker room quality. I bet that's something you guys overlooked. Crit per 60. Yeah. When you okay. guys are, uh, when you guys, when you guys line up is just full of skill and no one to lighten up the mood in the room, that's where you're going to fail. So let's move on okay, to. Okay. Left wing. Left wing. Left let's wing. do center last. Yeah. Okay. We'll go left wing center or left wing right wing center. Uh, left wing. Looking back, Montreal in like 2010 and on, they didn't really have any good forwards. So a lot of this is fairly recent, with the exception of uh, Andre Markov. But uh, 2015, I have uh, or sorry, I have 2015 uh, Max Pacioretty when he had 39 goals, um, 60 points. He was really good, goal scorer. Um, don't really miss him, but um, yeah, Max Pacioretty. You're a Nick Suzuki guy. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, well, before when we walked in here and you guys said 2009 was an option, probably would have picked Danny Heatley just because I liked Danny Heatley growing up. But I instead went for the guy that they traded him for, which was Milan McCulloch. And I picked the 2011-12 version of McCulloch, which is like the sole reason I think the Suns ended up winning that trade when they let go of Heatley. He had 35 goals and 25 assists that year, which was outrageous production alongside Spezza and Alfredson for the Suns that year. Um, and he was an all-star, and the all-star game was in Ottawa that year, so that was pretty cool. Ottawa had five all-stars that year, which is kind of insane. But, yeah, Milan McCulloch was a lot of fun that year. I really liked him as a player. How many points? 60. Sorry, okay, I wasn't listening. Yeah, thirty-five goals, twenty-five assists. Another thing, sixty points. Another thing, Milan McCulloch had sixty points. Yeah, Landis Cogs hurt. Okay, Um, Okay. my left wing is 2019-20 JT Miller. I'm just joshing. I was about to say, do you actually think he's the best left wing to play (laughs) for you guys in your chain? Uh, 2010-2011 Daniel Sedin, Art Ross winner, 104 points. kind of a no-brainer again left wings have been something uh i shouldn't say lacking in but relative to their other forward selections definitely lacking in uh so but i mean seeing at no way is a consolation so no-brainer there yeah it's a layup okay right wing right wing um again some recency here but uh 2018 brendan gallagher 33 goals uh he's on a very good contract he's a very good player any team would love to have him of Brendan Gallagher. Uh, for the longest time, Montreal had like Rene Bork and Brian Gianta and 
Danny Breer and all those guys. So uh, Gallagher is the the best option. Yeah. He had a good year. Yeah. Uh, okay, my right wing is last year's Mark Stone. Not much to say. He was a Selkie nominee before he was traded to Vegas. Uh, last year was his best stretch as an Ottawa senator, I think. Not really much else to say besides uh, we miss you, Mark. And Come home, Mark. Come home, Mark, but probably not. What a great player Mark Stone is. Not as good as the 2019-20 Brock Besser, though. That is, again, I'm kidding. Um, That's my pick for right wing. He might, now obviously, I mean, sorry to spoil the surprise, but I have Henrik sitting at center. So um, in terms of actually icing a team, Besser probably wouldn't fit as well with with the Sedins than, say, Alex Burrows. But I think there's no denying that overall Besser is better than Burrows. And I went, um, I got a little funky and went with the Besser that's only played 14 games so far but um, he's already on pace to smash his uh, his career high from last year so um, yeah might not fit as well with the Sedins but he's better than second option which would be Burroughs so fair centers okay I'm 2019 Ryan Paling oh my god three points per game that's the most point per game in NHL history uh minimum one game played that's more than Gretzky Lemieux and Ovechkin um so I'm gonna go you really mm, mm. and he's probably gonna score a five tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy is he back so, tonight uh, yeah Not a big so deal. this is the second NHL game um what would your serious pick I'm be just, just like out of curiosity um, well I'm just looking at the stats but anyway serious pick since uh I can't use that one I'll go with uh, 2015 Alex Galchenyuk. Before he blew out his knee, he was a point per game player. Palin's kind of cute. Okay, I Luke. Said thank that you. On air. <laughs> well, welcome to take, to take Radio, the hot players segment. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, Galchenyuk before the knee injury. Um, I still think he's a center. Uh, I will die on this hill. He's good at the sport. He's got a good shot. He was a point per game player for so long. Um, despite being stifled and ruined by Michel Therrien. But I digress. Nick, please take over. All right. Uh, 2019-20, Chris Tier. No, uh, it's, uh, the 2011-12, Jason Spezza, fourth in the league in points, 84 points. I think this was probably his last uh, truly dominant season as like I don't know. A he scored a shootout goal for Toronto the other night. So, <laughs> uh, In terms of like him being a you know, top five center, which he probably wasn't leave for about a decade, last decade, not this current one. Um, 2011-12 is probably his last, like, truly dominant season. So, uh, yeah, he was good that year. So, Jason Spezza. Um, just a, s- a side thought. When was the last year Alfredson played for Ottawa? 2013. Yeah, the lockout year, 2013. Okay. I miss him. I miss him, too. Kind of sucks he went to Detroit. Yeah, I kind of ruined that whole thing. That's that's on Eugene. I, I definitely do miss Daniel Alfredson. Great guy. Great guy. Not as good as Henrik Sedin, though. 112 points <laughs> in 2009-2010. Art Ross winner. <laughs> um, Nick, you've been saying a lot of my picks have been layups. I think this might be a slam dunk, if you ask me. Oh, um, little little yeah, weird play. Little more basketball show now. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So let's uh, L- listen to our next show, <laughs> Hoop to Hoop. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so that's uh, that concludes our lineups. So let's go through. Um, so let's Luke, start. With, Luke, just reiterate okay, your lineup go, for Vancouver, Luong, uh, ten eleven Luongo in net, eleven twelve BX on right D, ten eleven Erhoff on left D. Um, Daniel, 10-11 Daniel Sedin and 1920 Brock Besser on the wings of 9-10 Henrik Sedin. Okay. Pretty good lineup. I did 16-17 Craig Anderson, 15-16 Eric Carlson partnered with the hot take 14-15 Pat Weirkosh, uh, 11-12 Milan McCulloch and 18-19 Mark Stone shotgunning the 11-12 Jason Spezza. That would be a dominant line. Okay, I went with 2014 Carey Price, obviously. Uh, 2009 Andre Markov partnered with 2014 P.K. Subban. On left wing, I have 2015 Pacioretty. On right wing, I have 2018 Brendan Gallagher. And at center, since I can't pick Ryan Paling, I have You're right, you point can't. per game Alex Galchenyuk from 2015. Good stuff. Um, now, if we can put aside our bias for a hot second, who do you guys honestly think would win if... You had a putting aside the bias, definitely Montreal. Putting aside the, putting you know aside. what that means. Yep. Putting aside the bias. Yep. Okay. Uh, Montreal's goaltending is going to make this close. Uh, I think in terms of uh, game breaking talent, I think Luke and I are pretty close in terms. He's got the Sedins. I've got Carlson and like Prime Spezza still. It's still pretty close, but Vancouver, I think Luke's lineup depth-wise with their goaltending and offense, I think, is the, the only issue with, I think, Vancouver's lineup is the defense. Even Sorry, it, who were your defenders again? It was yeah, Erhoff and BX. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I think that's where my advantage comes in on the right side, although Luke's, or sorry, Pat's is definitely more well-rounded because um, Ottawa doesn't hasn't had a good left. Remember, BX is pretty. Four, BX yeah. is pretty funny. So yeah. okay, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never mind. Luke wins. I just yeah. think I just think Ottawa like the, my lineup had uh, well rounded game breaking. Pat's got a couple of good players, but Luke's overall depth wise probably the best. So yeah. Cool. 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 That's the answer that I wanted. I like that so segment. Thanks. That, that was, was good. I like that. I like that, I, I like yeah, that we, we should, did uh, that. That was fun. Maybe next year we can do it again. Yeah, I'm sure our answers will be really different. Yeah, probably. Hey, I'm going to want to throw the 1920 uh, Vlad Nemesnikov in there for sure. Yeah. Honestly, all of my picks will probably be 1920. So. Yeah, this right, eh? Okay. Uh, what else you got Do for we, us, Luke? I mean, you guys kind of yelled at me really aggressively when I, we were talking about this. Do we want to talk Toronto? Not, well, yeah, why don't you we bring could, it up? Okay, okay. okay so Pat might uh, kind of throw a fit over there no but. it's just i feel like it's not this has just been this has been proposed multiple times and just the logistics don't really no okay sure let's talk about why so um i will admit i first i mean i saw it on twitter plenty after the fact but i first saw this on the respectable journalism of blog to okay um there is i guess Discussions. I don't. Yeah, discussions is a good way to put it. Of a second NHL team in Toronto. Um, obviously, this isn't the first time. Definitely not the first time, even in the recent um, recent few years. So, uh, it sounds like arena development is looking to take place. Um, I believe in just kind of not downtown, sort of the northern end of the city. But Shepherd, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. I, okay. That's it. Shepherd. Um, they proposed Markham last time. I'm not sure you guys. Are, yeah. You guys aren't very familiar it with says, the GTA area, right? Like, because you I, guys aren't from here. It, I'm from here. 
Nick's from Toronto. Nick's from Toronto, um, and we're not. Um, no, so. we're not from Toronto. Nick is from Toronto. <laughs> uh, but, uh, sorry. But, um, <laughs> no, it says that their first year of play, want, they want it to be 2021, which is insane. The arena wouldn't be done, so they'll start um, play in Hamilton for the first three years. I, there's just so much wrong with this whole plan. So many reasons why it wouldn't happen. I think Pat kind of feels a bit... Well, no, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely interesting, and I know I'd whether or not Toronto might, uh, I think they could probably support a second NHL team. But just the way that I read the blog to you, one I read one on, I want to say, I don't remember anyway. But they Wait, talked. You about read how, the blog to post too? Yeah, it's the, I saw it on there. So first you too. laughed at me for okay? No, never mind. Go ahead. Because <laughs> um, they talk about how they're really close, and then they say that they have yet to discuss the plan with the NHL. Or Gary Bettman or anyone from the city of Toronto. Uh, so here it is. There's the key fact: we want yeah. an NHL team, but yeah. we ha- we haven't actually um, discussed it. Yeah, they with the guy that runs the whole thing. Yeah. So they say that the arena is conditional on one of twenty five thousand seats. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. Um, they mentioned that it's conditional um, on if whether or not the NHL grants them a team. Um, I don't know if Shepard would Wait, be the what, best. The arena is conditional, or the team is conditional. Is the team conditional the arena, the on whether? Are, okay. Yeah, the arena is conditional on whether or not the NHL grants the okay, team. So I'm just reading not. what the article says. Um, I don't know. I feel like Mississauga, maybe even Hamilton, um, would be better in terms of like how Mississauga Hamilton for how, for how close you are in terms. I'm gonna of, say no to Hamilton. I know. I'm sorry. Somebody from Hamilton is definitely listening to this. Nigel, it's not like the um, whole point just is, Nigel. The yeah. whole point is that none of this is going to happen. Um, no, none of it's going to happen. I don't think Hamilton would work. I don't think it's a big enough market down there. Like, I, I Hamilton's not a place. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be drawn to from any, yeah. like other places in the GTA. I don't think anyone's drawn to. They Hamilton do well at with all, the Tiger but... Cats there, but like, yeah. I wouldn't gamble on more than that. Yeah, like even uh, the Markham would be okay because Markham's a pretty big city. But again, it, like it's never gonna work. With no, the I think Leafs. I think regardless of where it is in the GTA, it's gonna be a Toronto team. Like I don't think it's gonna be the Mississauga, whatever yeah. the Markham. You whatever. saw the? Did you guys see the jerseys? The the it was like the Legacy Aces or whatever. I thought that was like the name of the development group or whatever. Oh, I don't know. But they they had uh they had uh, <laughs> Man. like like prep jerseys that didn't look very good. It looked like a hut pack honestly nice. hot jerseys anyway um quebec built a quebec quebec sorry built a arena and they don't the nordies are nordiques are not back Jeez, wow man. um so i don't know i wouldn't uh it's all just kind of like speculation yeah i don't know how much not, more time we want to spend on this because like we we all know it's not gonna happen right? not worth uh, let's okay i got the segment i proposed jersey yes yes pat pull up the national jersey okay pull it so up. can i just preface this discussion by saying I don't. I'm pretty jersey blind. I don't really know what a good or bad jersey that's lame. is. I don't think that's a good thing to be. I yeah, honestly think lame. most jerseys look good. Okay. Um. So I think some of my picks might get yelled at. But sure. Um. Hang on. Give me a second. For me, in terms of jerseys, I am a big guy. Big guy. On how Nick's team? A big guy. <laughs> on how teams look and stuff like that. So. I can they, talk they, logos. I I don't. I can't. You can talk, talk logos, but you can't talk jerseys. No, because I okay. think there's okay. one jersey in the league that I can say I don't like. All the other ones are like whatever. Which one? Which one is that? It's Tampa's third jersey. Yeah, oh, that one's Bolts? pretty bad. Yeah, like, well, that's like the Sens one that says Sens. I'm not no, sure. it's, no, 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 it's no, no, no. Like the, the black and gray black one. to fading to gray. It just right. okay. looks. Bleh. Let's we uh, we pulled up. it up. The Preds jersey here. Okay, so 
Uh, this is inspired by apparently the Dixie yeah. Flyers. I'm not sure what the history is there, but I don't know. A word mark is an interesting idea on that jersey, but I I don't know. I just don't. It misses the mark for me. I... That third logo they did, the one that's on the shoulder patch, is awesome. Like the big animated uh, predator thing. That one that's like in the corner there. That thing's awesome. I, I wish they put that on the jersey. I like it. I like it aside from the font. I think it looks good. I okay, just... fair. I uh, I like all of it, to be honest. Um, I've been fairly critical of jerseys that just do like lettering which is sends or canes or bolts uh-huh. or whatever but i don't know i like i like the color scheme i like the lines i feel like if you were to take away where it says nashville and put a logo i feel like it would look i think it would look actually kind of weird um but no i um i do like it okay. i will I like someday by the one that just says sends so just because it's Nick, hilarious um top three jerseys in the league right now okay uh pat i don't know if you want to like be on google here like all right my top jersey in the national hockey league and i've been low-key like trying to keep an eye on this one for ebay see if there's any cheap lately because i want to buy one is the new york rangers home jersey it's just something to me about that blue is just so gorgeous with the red like they look great in that jersey it's i think they're kind of boring it's classic it's timeless to me i think that's a great jersey uh, my second one is the traditional Chicago Blackhawks home jersey. Again, uh, with the logo, it looks great, and the Blackhawks just have always looked intimidating. Again, it's timeless. Uh, the yeah. red is so vibrant. It is a nice-looking jersey. And it stands out so much. I've seen it live. It's beautiful. And my third favorite is the Calgary Flames alternate jersey with the yellow because their home jersey sucks. Uh, it's not on my worst three list. The third, like the third jersey. You yeah, the third okay. one. This one can, with the yellow. Well, I can't that see one it. is. Right, take a look, Luke. This one, the yellow one. <sighs> That's on my list too. Yeah, that one's gorgeous. Uh, they're doing the white. They did the white one, the Heritage Classic. So, yeah. and they're apparently moving to these full time. So, uh, that's a big thumbs up for me because these are gorgeous. Okay, so my top three. Flames third, Flames alternate. Okay. Um, uh, No, these aren't in any order. These are just top three. Okay. Uh, I really like the Kachina. In Arizona, yeah. I I think, I mean, I think it kind of takes me back to when I played NHL 2001 on my uh, computer. Yeah, it's, it's, you know the one. It's the, has the little thing on it, you know. And then um, I might get yelled at for this one, but I like the Blues third jersey. Yes. Yeah, so do I. Yes, that yeah. one is gorgeous. Right. That one's Ooh, like that one's like fourth or fifth choice. for me. I really like that one. Yeah. Um so those are yeah, Flames Third, Kachina, and I guess it's, Flames it's, Third, it's Arizona. This one, right? Like the vibrant the, blue, like the lighter blue. The yeah, the, like yeah, the, the, the yeah, like yeah. the yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, the yellow on that really is yeah. really nice. It pops oh, yeah. real good. Uh yeah, Pat. Yeah, so mine at number one I have the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, seen that already yet. Number two, I have the one you just picked, St. Louis. And then number three, I really like the New York Islanders jersey. Um, I yeah, love the color I, I've scheme. I've always liked it too. Uh, Which, just both, either? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Um, this one in just particular. Yeah, I like, I like the logo. I like the colors. Um, I also just like the Islanders as a team. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, the interesting point on St. Louis, I didn't say, looking forward to the new throwback that they're doing this year the blue and red one like the one that Gretzky wore 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be that's really because that's cool on my nice. list for least favorite. But All right, uh, well. Nick, why don't you let's hear your least your bottom three? Okay, my bottom three. Uh, I couldn't split these two. I just put these two together. The Ottawa Senators, current home and away, both garbage, both real plain. Uh, so easily fixable to me. So yeah, there's real no excuse. They're the only team that ha- really. <laughs> They're the only team, <laughs> one of the only teams that has had the current uh, jersey scheme since like 2008. So yeah, like it's real plain. The, it's so the one easily the, fixable. The side porch, I really like that one. Um, before they yeah, like the the 2D logo is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the O logo is good. Like they have, they've had better jerseys, and so I don't know why they're still on the this. The O logo used to look. I think it was. I don't know. I think it might have been the Heritage Classic, but yeah, it looked like is. pajamas. My brother has a. Jersey. I think they're just not, I, I think funny. They're okay. Uh, okay. Uh, other worst. Uh, current Edmonton Oilers home jersey, the orange one. My God, it sucks. Uh, when you think of Gretzky, you think of. Uh, <laughs> I don't like their third. When one, you think though. of Gretzky, you think of that Wait. nice blue one that's right beside it here on the page we're on. That's Wait, what was... you think of when you think of Gretzky, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, that was bad too. I don't like. I mean the orange one. Like I literally mean the orange one. This okay. one's bad too, but I mean the I don't, orange one. I don't like the dark blue and orange logo. That it makes just me, looks. But dumb. my point, what I'm saying, when you think of Gretzky, you think of the blue and orange one, and it makes me sick to my stomach that when I think of McDavid in 20 years from now, or when I'm telling my kids about McDavid, that I'm gonna be thinking of this jersey, because man, it's bad. Yeah, but I don't like the logo. Gretzky I don't like, probably uh, made that jersey. Like you. You think of that jersey when you think of Gretzky. It's not. All right. Uh, what's that doesn't next? make any what do you, sense. What do you have next? Yeah, it's the uh, Washington Capitals home and away jersey. Like again, Ooh, I, I would split I would up. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, it's like Ottawa. They've had better jerseys. Their throwback jerseys that they've worn, like the for Winter Classics and stuff like that. Man, are they gorgeous! And the ones from the Ovechkin clip we showed earlier, like the white, black, and white ones, those are really cool too. Um, yeah, I wish they wore those winning the Stanley Cup instead of this one. But yeah, again, it's gonna it's one of those things like slightly irks me a bit that I'm gonna be thinking of Ovechkin in twenty years from now wearing that jersey because it's not that great. Okay. My I'm oh. surprised you didn't yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, Nick, um, yeah, go ahead, Luke. Um surprised you didn't say this one, Nick, but the Lightning third jersey is probably number one on that list. I will rank these. It's not good. It just looks it just looks goofy um <laughs> then i have the penguins third on the that yellow list one? as well the yellow one yeah. i just i just don't like how it goes from yellow to black yeah they, i mean you, that you know make, which one they need to bring back sense, but... is the blue winter classic we're talking one. this one right yeah i like okay. the blue one yeah. click on the blue winter classic one there that's on there and then no, my... the other one that one yeah, that one. one they need to bring back yeah that one's that nice. one is awesome but the yellow one nick man. likes this Ugh. one and then my last one is i think nick you said you like this one but the islanders third jersey this year no, that, that, that was pat saying he likes the regular, the regular Islanders jersey. Mm, okay well the no i'm not okay. um another thing jersey. i don't think the NA, the islanders third jersey is very nice uh, it just it says ny like what does that even stand for right it was cooler uh, it, it was cooler when it was black and white yeah, yeah, yeah okay. well. But look, pull up the blue one. That's the one that you're talking about, uh, Luke, right? One? I can't That's see a weird one. one. How about this one? There we go. This is the one you're talking yep, about. Yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah, no, that one's bad. Okay. It was cooler when it was black and white. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Pat, uh, I'm surprised thing. no one said this. Uh, at number one, I have the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I really don't like it. I don't 
I, I like it. I don't like the color scheme. I don't like the design. I don't like the logo. I like the it, third it, it goes jersey. back to the thing that we keep saying here, like the same rhetoric. They, they've had better jerseys. Yep. Right? Yep. The duck. Th- this, this one's one, okay, that one's though. Good jersey. Not a good jersey. Like, um, they've made a duck print look menacing, and it's funny. Okay. But... <laughs> I respect that. I respect that point of view. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm indifferent okay. on that one. I don't I think, think that's what I don't is. think it's very good, but it's not the worst, in my opinion. But yeah. Um, Despite liking their winter classic jerseys, I don't like Nashville's jerseys at all. Um, I do. <clears throat> I don't. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't like the logo. I don't like the just yellow. I think it's just kind of tacky. It looks better with the yellow helmet when they yep. have like the blue helmet. I like their. Look bad, I've been playing a lot of threes lately, and when I get Nashville, okay. I take their uh, mustard brown, yellow, beige jersey, and I think that looks cool. That's crazy, okay, man. All right, number and three. Your other one. Sorry, Nick. I have the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't what, like why it. Why are you apologizing? Because I, I don't know. I, I literally said this as my. I worst. know you said it, but you're just as a sense fan. I don't know. Uh, I don't like it. Oh, I like. Can the you 2D. pull up the picture of uh, Hainsey, Borvietsky, and Peugeot as the assistants there? That's a good. <laughs> that's a good picture. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> we're we run out of time. Let's move on. To the okay, next thing. Um, we got like six minutes left. We each prepared a talking point on Ottawa, Vancouver, and Montreal. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many of these we're gonna get through, but I wanted to yeah, run this one by you start guys with you. because. Um, this was this is an interesting topic that Senators fans are discussing. Here, I'll put it back to there we go, the camera back to us here. Okay, so the Ottawa Senators are not very good. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, but some of their players are off to some surprisingly good starts. Uh, to name a few, Jean Gabriel Pajot has got five goals, four assists. Connor Brown's got two goals, ten assists, so twelve points, thirteen games. Vladimir Mestikov's got five goals, four assists, nine points in eleven games, and Chris Tierney. Uh, has got some points in 13 games, but last year had 48 points. These guys are all either UFAs or RFAs this year. If you guys are NHL or the GM of the Ottawa Senators, which ones are you keeping? Which ones are you moving? Out of Tierney, Peugeot, Brown, and Nemesnikov. Pat, I'll start with you. Well, I need to think a little bit. Well, I have Um, an answer. Okay, Luke's got an answer. Um, Number one, I think, keep Peugeot. Okay. Uh, Any sort of rationale? What if we? Why don't we make this a little more um, binary? Let's say keep two, lose two. Sure, keep two, lose two. Okay, mine uh, would be probably Peugeot and Tierney. Okay. And I'm just I have Pat, your two Peugeot and Brown. I like Logan Brown. Like I, I'm talking about Connor Brown. Oh, Connor this Brown. Connor Brown to oh, be clear, Connor not Brown? Logan Brown. Oh. This is former Toronto Maple Leaf Connor Brown. Well, Logan I Brown is an absolute just, keep. Okay. Well. I was caught off guard. Um, yeah, I'd still keep <laughs> Connor Brown just because of the, the season he's having. Um, Twelve points, thirteen games. Okay, I, so the, I I asked this because I find it interesting. Because Luke, you said Peugeot and Tierney. Uh, I put those two as my two to cut loose. I would keep. Yeah. Oh, I would keep Nemesnikov. <laughs> I would keep Nemesnikov and Brown because Brown I think is a pretty useful player. Uh, I know the Leaf fans didn't like him. Uh, for a fourth line player, but he was a good, decent scorer in junior. So it's good that they've put him on in the role that he's in right now. He's producing offense a bit. So it, it, if he's a foundation of a third line, I'm cool with it. Nemesnikov too has shown flashes throughout his career. Yeah, but how many? How many games? Okay, sorry, I'll let you finish your thought, and then I'm gonna. Say yeah, something. he's shown flashes in his career to being good uh, at some points. Uh, and Peugeot and Tierney for me. 
I think uh, centermen are valuable, and I think some teams would be willing to pay a lot at the deadline for those two. Uh, Tierney especially, because he's a bit younger. And Peugeot, obviously, because he's a good penalty killer. So I think if you get offered a decently high draft pick for either of them, I think you got to move them. And we've got enough center talent in the pipeline coming up that can I you, think they'll be expendable. Okay, can you really... Um confidently say you'd want to keep Nemestikov when he's only been like with the team for however many games? And uh, then you can say yes, I guess. It's sort of like the same thing with Duclair last year where I was pretty on board with signing Duclair to like a three or four year on a bit higher av uh, last year, even though he only played like 20 games for us. Obviously give Nemestikov a bit more time, like we have till the deadline to figure this out, but if he continues to produce at a decent rate, then I would be happy with them signing him to a like again, you give him a bit more term, and it brings down the cost. Like sign, sign him to a four-year deal or something like that, and therefore yeah. the cost and is I, only going to be I like just two and a half, three million bucks. I okay. think the name JG Peugeot really rolls off the tongue. We well, need to so. talk about our other two teams because we have two let's, minutes left. We'll, uh, I will yeah, let's go to Montreal. Go. Okay. So we'll skip Vancouver today. Uh, I don't know. Not much. Uh, this, I kind of wanted to reiterate the last point I made last week about uh, Jonathan Drouin, kind of. Um, Getting back to it offensively, but um, you guys know what I think about that. So the fourth line, um, they have 20 points in 13 games. Uh, not bad. Um, Nick Suzuki's playing well. Ryan Paling is called up. They'll be playing the Bruins tonight. I think he's, last I checked, he was on the third line. Is he going to score a hat um, trick? Probably. <laughs> Did it against the best team of all time. So, um, yeah, so he'll be sending the third line, I believe. Should be a good game. I'm actually a little bit worried because it's Boston, but um, yeah. Luke, I want to very quickly talk about the Vancouver Canucks and that they're actually good. They're winning uh, games. They are good, and I would say the only problem with them right now is what do you do with the goalies? Both of them are playing very well. I saw an article, I think, on The Athletic that said Vancouver has two starting goalies. Um, I don't know about that, but throwback to you know Luongo Schneider. Um, it's, it's a problem you like to have. I think Mark Strom's contract coming up is perfect timing, and they're going to move to Demko, even though I really like Mark Strom, which is kind of unfortunate. But Yeah, it's uh, it, when you have a guy, like you said, like Demko there, it's pretty easy to move on. All right, well, nice episode, guys. Yeah, that was fun. We should do it again. Yeah, I think, I think we'll do it next week. Uh, spoiler alert, we'll be back next week. Another thing. Yeah. Um, Gabe Landeskog is out indefinitely. You know, you uh, you weren't on the ball today. You uh, what? Didn't, you didn't hear two things, so yeah, I don't well. think that joke can be made. Thanks for listening, Any everyone. More? Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, right. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, guys.